All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Time to break it down. Welcome to the Box Score Breakdown. I'm Josh Millman. I'll be with you Wednesday nights for our Box Score Breakdown podcast. Uh, this is a hoop ball presentation. Uh, hoop-ball.com is the website. Um, uh, excited to be with you guys. This is uh, new territory for me. Uh, and with me is a brand new hoop ball contributor, Kurt Beach. Kurt, how you doing, man? Pretty good, Josh. How are you doing? I can't complain. It's uh, basketball's back. What's to complain about, right? Yeah, no kidding. We got our first big Wednesday. A whole bunch of games to break down. Some big performances. Some some duds. Yeah, a whole bunch like that. That's that's the beauty of the games. It's just you get a whole lot of 
whole lot of fun. It's a brand new slate, a whole lot of things uh, shaking out from day one already. And, of course, and how they're going to affect your fantasy teams. Uh, so before we get into all of that, uh, I want to just let you know that this is a hoop ball presentation. And that means that we are sponsored by our good friends at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Uh, and that's all of our uh, audiovisual shows over at HoopBall. Uh, they are our title sponsor. They are awesome. Uh, check out their website at HawaiianIsles.com on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee or on Twitter at H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee. Uh, they're wonderful. They've been with us for a while. And, uh, yeah, definitely check them out uh, whenever you can. So, uh, Kurt. We got a lot to go through. They threw us into the wolves here. Uh, all uh, what? Tons of games, tons of action. We got to get right into it, man. We certainly do. We want to kick it off. Yeah, let's do it. So we're just going to do this uh, in chronological order, uh, or at least when the games ended. So we will start with uh, a, a, an unexpected barn burner. Uh, it was the Charlotte Hornets beating the Chicago Bulls 126 to 125. Uh, it was uh, it was a close one for much of the game, and uh, unfortunately, if anyone had Charlotte going 0 and 82 on the season, um, you might want to tear up those uh, those tickets right now. Uh, and and we got a ton of fantasy goodies in this one. We are going to start on the Bulls side. Uh, your big, big monster box score line uh, went to Lowry Markinen, 35 points, 17 boards, two assists, a steal. He was 13 of 25 from the floor. He chipped in a three-pointer. Uh, a, a, a massive, massive output uh, from Markinen in, in, a, in a losing effort. Um, he, he was going, you know, everyone believe that he had some top 25 potential and if this is a sign of things to come i think you're going to be happy owning him um kurt another guy that caught my eye uh through this game is uh the bulls young rookie kobe white um i, I know i'm jumping around a little bit with uh not getting to some of these starters and i should warn everyone uh before i jump into kobe white like because we have such a massive slate uh, we're going to just kind of pick out a few guys per team, uh, focus on them a little bit rather than go through everyone else. Uh, it's just uh, we want to make sure that we focus on guys that catch our attention uh, or, or guys on a rush to Ravers too, or guys who you're kind of in between about. They might be top 100-ish players. You're not really sure. We won't go too far into the studs because they're studs. You, you, you expect them to deliver. Uh, and, uh, and a lot of studs did to do just that tonight. So a guy that I'm looking at right now is Kobe White. And uh, a lot of people believed in, in the rookie uh, going into the season. Uh, he is, does not have the starting job right now, but he played 27 minutes off the bench uh, and scored 17 points and chipped in seven assists and three boards on a pretty good six of 13 shooting um, and uh, a three pointer, uh, four or five from the line, uh, no defensive stats, but one thing that, caught my attention was only one turnover for uh, a rookie guard, which I think I found impressive uh, in even with sharing uh, backcourt responsibilities with Thomas Sandoransky and Chris Dunn and uh, Ryan Archidiakono played 10 minutes. He still was able to kind of find his way. And that, that kind of picked my eyes up a little bit. 
Uh, Kurt, anything that you want to add on the bull side? Kobe White, lay it on me. I think that was a pretty good take there. I'm not super stoked with the point guards in Chicago just because I think it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride. But if you're going to plant your flag on anyone, probably Kobe White's the way to go. Um, I didn't expect him to have this many assists after the preseason. It was a little quiet in the assist department. Um, But, yeah, if you're going to pick one of these point guards from the Bulls for the upside, I'd probably go with him. Um, Yeah. One thing, if you picked Otto Porter Jr. in your early rounds, you might be a little bit bummed. He went for nine points, two rebounds, assists, two steals, and a block. But his values in those little things, he's getting you those defensive stats. He got a three. He didn't turn the ball over. And he's probably going to be better than this on most nights when Markkanen's not this hot. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, you know, Porter is one of those unexciting guys, but he keeps giving you the right stats. So we'll take the uh, the four different cash counters there, uh, couple, including the two steals and the blocks, and just hope that uh, he has some better shooting nights uh, in the future because we know he can. We know, we know he can fill it up. Uh, let's go over to the Hornets side because I will I will anecdote this and just say that I'm in a 10-team league with a, a, a number of friends of mine. And by the time this game started to when this game ended, there were four different Charlotte Hornets that got picked up in this 10-team league. It was that kind of night for the Charlotte Hornets. So the hot name going into the game was P.J. Washington. And P.J. Washington delivered uh, 27 points, on 9-17 shooting, he was red hot from deep. He was 7-11 of 11 from three. Uh, chipped in a steal and a block as well and played 37 minutes in this one. Uh, you know, going into it, you know, I don't think anyone really knew what to expect from the Charlotte rotation. And, you know, how, how you know, they, they pretty adamantly said that they were going to play their young guys. But I didn't think it was going to be the, to this degree. And very clearly, they're going to play the hot hands in this in, in these games, and it worked for them in this one. Uh, P.J. Washington was their leading scorer, but they also got surprise uh, contributions from Dwayne Bacon, uh, who chipped in 22 points, five boards, three assists, and took 21 shots. Uh, the efficiency wasn't that great, but still uh, got the green light and, and took it often, chipped in a couple steals. And in addition, Devontae Graham came off the bench, played 27 minutes, and scored 23 points, had eight assists, four boards, and was getting a lot of crunch time minutes in place of Terry Rozier, who is the guy that everyone thought uh, was going to be their, their go-to guy and just dominate usage. And that just did not happen tonight. Um, so I'll ask you, Kurt, who, who on earth are you picking up from this team? Because everyone's going to be rushing to the waivers uh, for for the the massive statistical outputs that came out of this one for Charlotte. Yeah, definitely. We're seeing uh, Charlotte guys getting picked up everywhere. And for me, if P.J. Washington wasn't already owned in any of your leagues, I'd probably take him. He's It looks like he's already overtaken Batum. And Batum, I think, came up with another injury tonight. So especially after this performance, I think he's got all the runway in front of him that that he can handle. And I was kind of interested in him in the preseason. He was doing all right, giving you a good balanced line. And so I looked into some of his college stats at Kentucky. He was putting up 15 points, seven and a half boards, 0.8 steals, 1.2 blocks and 0.9 threes. 
and that was just in 29 minutes a game on only 10 shot attempts. So he was almost one of those 1-1-1 guys for you in, yeah. in limited usage. And the other thing that stood out to me, even though he was only hitting .9, making .9 threes, he shot him at a 42% clip. So, Yeah, he's got that capability for sure. Yeah, so it definitely looks like he's got the green light. I'm curious about Devontae Graham, but I don't think we're going to be seeing this on a regular basis with Terry Rozier there. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, it felt like Charlotte was playing the hot hand, and and Terry Rozier was two of ten uh, today. So I, you know, that, look, Rozier isn't going to give you great percentages no matter what, but it clearly wasn't his night. And I think Charlotte, uh, you know, again playing the hot hand, and Devontae Graham was a hot hand, uh, six of seven from deep, seven of nine from deep. I think the one thing to bear in mind is is that yeah, everyone's going to rush to the waivers for these guys. But I mean, there's some really hot shooting between PJ Washington and Devonte Graham. And I, I don't know that we can expect that from them every night. Um, you know, but it's nice that they're, they pretty much have a green light, it seems. And, uh, they're going, yeah, uh, they're going to play fast. Uh, again, like they said, they're committed to their young guys. And so this is what to expect. So I don't mind taking a flyer, on any of these guys, if, if, if someone ends up working for you, great. You know, it's found money. Uh, if not, okay, then it's back to the drawing board. Uh, but I, but it's one of those situations where, you know, some guy, you know, PJ Washington might be hot one night. Then it goes back to miles bridges and Rozier Devonte Grant gets hot one night. And then uh, maybe Dwayne Bacon is filling it up. It could be that there's a lot of opportunity, but it could also drive us, uh, head to head guys, a little nuts trying to keep up with who's, uh, who has the better game uh, every every single game out. Absolutely. I think somebody else that I might consider grabbing here, if you were all on board with picking up your guards early like most of us were in our drafts, you may have found yourself in a spot like I did in some places where I actually was a little weak on centers and kind of reaching for centers on the end. So if you don't mind uh, kind of a bottom barrel center in Cody Zeller, if he's getting minutes like this, he can come out there and probably get you a double-double with maybe close to a block. It's not going to be anything exciting, but if you're trying to fill that last center spot, might be somebody you look at. No, 15-12 and 12 with, with an assist and, and on 6-11 shooting isn't bottom barrel at all. That, that, that's a solid line. Again, for someone you're basically getting either at the end of your drafts or off the scrap heap. So that was a solid, solid line for him as well. Absolutely. Um, we're gonna jump. Uh, we're gonna jump on uh, again. We got a lot of games to cover, so we're gonna try to get to as much as humanly possible. Uh, the Detroit Pistons beat the Indiana Pacers one nineteen to one ten. Uh, the Pistons playing without uh, Blake Griffin, who's going to be out for at, at least through the month of October, uh, dealing with knee and hamstring injuries. Um, so naturally, Andre Drummond took that to you know destroy everyone in his path as Andre Drummond tends to do. Uh, 32 points, 23 boards, three steals, four blocks, and even better on top of all this, he was 8 of 10 at the line. This was a monster, monster line for Andre Drummond, and I think as long as Blake Griffin is out, uh, he's just going to eat. He's just going to eat, and he ate against a very good defensive team and defensive front court against Miles Turner. Uh, so this was solid uh, for Andre Drummond. And, and digging a little bit deeper into the team, 
hey, they got some great bench contribution. 30 points from Luke Kennard, uh, 8 of 13 shooting, 6 of 9 from deep, also 8 of 10 at the line. And look at look at D. Rose, still going. 18 points, 9 assists, also 6, uh, excuse me, six of 11 shooting, 6 of 7 at the line. Uh, four turnovers, but we can live with that. Uh, even though, uh, you know, we don't like to see turnovers for you nine catters, but Hey, for Derek Rose, again, who you're paying almost minimal price on, uh, we'll, we'll take an 18 and nine line. Um, what do you take away from the Pistons side of things, Kurt? Well, the one thing that kind of stands out to me, the, um, everyone has been kind of riding the hype train of Christian Wood lately, trying to see where he might end up if the Pistons didn't pick him back up. He was only out there in a night where Blake Griffin wasn't playing. We only got four minutes out of him. And all zeros across the board minus a turnover. So if you have him and you're looking at one of these hot free agents that are popping up tonight, might be time to pull the trigger already. Yeah, that was disappointing. Um, I, 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 I'm i with you. Uh, I, I think that there was a lot of expectation. They, you know, He played really well in the preseason. They... they let Joe Johnson go um, and, and really to make sure that he had a spot on the roster. Um, and, and yeah, with, with Blake Griffin, not, not fully healthy. Uh, we thought we'd be, he'd be able to carve out an opportunity and it just wasn't meant to be. And I think that, yeah, look, these guys are going to end up staying small uh, for the most part and playing uh, Markeith Morris over at the four and just letting Drummond do his thing until he, he can't go anymore. Um, I actually like the Derrick Rose Luke Kennard pairing off the bench. I think it's it's a nice dynamic for them uh, to be able to come in in place of uh, Reggie Jackson, who is uh, you know largely ineffective in 20 minutes, and and Bruce Brown, who's not really a, a an offensive guy, more known more for his defense, but he really didn't add anything to uh, uh, the defensive stats. So uh, none of those guys are really viable to me. But I I really happen to think that. You know, end of your bench. I think Luke Kennard and Derek Rose; those were the you know kind of end of your draft flyers. Um, they're they're definitely going to be on my radar now. Yeah, absolutely. Should we hop over to the Pacers? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Demontis Sabonis leading all scores with twenty-seven points, uh, adding in thirteen boards. A very typical kind of Demontis Sabonis line, though. Uh, an outstanding popcorn numbers uh, with 27 points and 13 boards. He did it on 11 and 15 shooting, but again, no three pointers, no steals, no blocks. He was perfect from the stripe, which is nice. Uh, this is something that you know we kind of come to expect with Sabonis, and and you know, it, look, it's nice on paper. Uh, it, it's nice to see that you know the, he and Turner mesh fairly well in this game. Uh, but again, he is not a cash counter specialist, so his upside is going to be a little bit limited, even with you know, 27, 13 nights like this where he's just outstanding. He's not going to hurt you by any means, uh, but uh, you know, the, these, are, these are big nights, and unless he's chipping in on the defensive side or shooting from three, uh, it, it, it's hard to trust some of those numbers. He was a 59% shooter last year and was kind of like barely in that top 100 range. So it's a little bit concerning uh, that uh, the, those kind of trends can continue for him from a fantasy perspective. Uh, Kurt, any uh, any Pacers that you want to kind of eyeball on this one? Um, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on them, but kind of 
opposite of Sabonis, Turner, on the other hand, is checking all those boxes outside the popcorn numbers. So he came up with 25-9 and nine with two steals, three blocks, and four of seven from three. So really bringing in the cash counters for you. And another thing that caught my eye was some of the minutes here. He played 38 minutes, which you don't always see. So that's right. a nice sign. Maybe that's a trend that continues this season. If so, he's going to feast and should easily smash his ADP. Yeah, it, it looks like it. Uh, I mean, that he talked about, you know, wanting to become more of a three-point threat. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, they, they were always reluctant to play in big minutes and to play him in that big offensive role. But uh, it seems like he's gotten pretty comfortable. And especially with the kind of off nights from Jeremy Lamb and TJ Warren, uh, those guys uh, didn't really shoot the ball particularly well. Uh, they're going to need him on offense. They can't just rely on Sabonis, and they can't, you know, they don't, you know, Malcolm Brogdon can do it. Uh, he had a pretty nice line himself, but he wasn't really all that efficient from the floor either uh, for, with uh, 5 of 13, but he did knock down uh, two three pointers and was 10 of 11, his usual excellent free throw shooting. Um, yeah, I, I think there's plenty of opportunity for Turner to keep that offensive pace up, and uh, he's going to need to do that for as long as Oladipo is on the shelf. I agree. What do you think about TJ Warren and Jeremy Lamb? They're a little bit quieter, and we know they can give you some pretty well-rounded stat sets, but they weren't too buzzy today, and I think TJ Warren even came up with an injury. Yeah, he took a pretty nasty fall uh, late in the game. Um, I I haven't seen if he, you know, I don't know that he's going to be expected to miss any time. I haven't seen any further reports since that fall. Uh, but as of right now, I would just classify them as holds because like you said, look, there's a lot of track record with guys like Jeremy Lamb and TJ Warren that, you know, that they can fill up the stat sheets. Uh, you know, you can get them to score, get some boards, uh, get some, you know, throw in some assists and steals here and there and provide some pretty decent shooting nights and, and, and chip in from deep. So again, you're, you're not looking for, there may not be the kind of upside, with some of those other buzzier Charlotte guys like we spoke about, but you're not, you're also not going to deal with the floor falling out. I think like a night like this is probably the floor for guys like Jeremy Lamb and TJ Warren. And you know, all things considered that eh, could be worse, right? Definitely. All right. We'll go to kind of the, uh, the, the, the crummy game uh, of the slate here. Uh, Orlando defeating uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers 94 to 85. I maybe watched like two minutes of this one, and it just seemed like both teams were kind of sleepwalking through this game. Um, on you know the on the on the Cavs side, we we knew this team was going to struggle, uh, but uh, man, just it, it felt like I don't know. Watching these guys felt like pulling teeth, even just for the limited time that I was trying to uh, engage with the team. Uh, Tristan Thompson actually led uh, uh, tied for the lead in scoring 16 points, 11 boards. Uh, he did it on eight of 11 shooting, uh, added a block as well. Colin Sexton also with 16 points. Uh, but again, very kind of popcorn in nature. There's uh, only a couple boards, a couple assists, uh, did it with some lousy, uh, shooting only five and 15 from the floor. Uh, did add, uh, three, three pointers, uh, but also three turnovers. Uh, the, the big premier name, that uh, we're kind of most curious about was Kevin Love. 
he only took 10 shots tonight and uh, only knocked down four of them. No threes, but he did rebound the ball 18 times uh, for an 11.18 rebound night with three assists. He added a steal there. Um, So, Kurt, I had a a piece where I, I was trying to up my Twitter game and I had uh, I classified Kevin Love as a bit of a wild card this season because you know what, what he can do uh, when he's on the court, but just the team around him, the trade rumors, the injuries, uh, any number of crazy factors could come from Kevin Love. Uh, what do you think of his line, and what do you think that he might be able to do moving forward? He's, uh, he's definitely one of your risk-reward plays. He could... I mean, he's still capable of going off and getting you that 25 and 20 like the old Kevin Love, but it's definitely not going to happen all the time. And with the injuries in the last few years, as much as I like his game, if he puts up a couple pretty solid lines where he's getting you 20 and 10, 20 and 15, I think I would probably try to move him for somebody a little safer. Yeah, I think, yeah, it makes sense, especially like if he can keep it going for the first couple months of the season. He gets through... uh, he gets through things unscathed, which you know you never know. You're, you, I feel like you're playing with fire no matter what. But I'm with you on that strategy. Maybe you sell high on him, uh, knowing that he could get shipped off at any point, or the wheels could fall off at any point. Uh, but yeah, I guess this line isn't the worst thing in the world, and hopefully there's better uh, scoring nights. I think the the problem I have uh, with this Cleveland team is that again, Colin Sexton. 15 shots only knocking down five of them Jordan Clarkson 12 shots only knocking down two of them uh, there's just no reason for that and uh, you know I know that they're, they're trying to get these guys going but I, I look Jordan Clarkson just has no business on this team anymore and it's just taking away from from some of the younger guys um, yeah anyone else that even remotely intrigues you on this Cavs team I I grabbed Jetty Osman with a lot of my last round picks in a lot of drafts this year, um, and I'm not stoked about it. I know his percentages <laughs> and his defensive stats, his turnovers, they all kind of hurt you. But I just thought with the opportunity, maybe he's got a chance. The other name that I was looking at as a late round flyer in a lot of drafts was Darius Garland. He didn't do a ton today: eight points, five assists, a steal, two rebounds, two threes. It could be worse. I mean, at least he played after just getting five games under his belt in college. So I have a little bit of an itchy trigger finger. So I actually cut him in a couple spots for P.J. Washington. But especially with point guards uh, not being as easy to find this year, he's not a bad guy to hold on to at the end of your bench for a couple weeks and see how he does. Yeah, yeah. especially the the number that that I'm, I'm intrigued by most is 31 minutes. Um, so that the fact that they kept him on the court that long and didn't try to mess around, like he's very much their starter there, and they're gonna. The, it seems like they're they're committed to him. And look, there might be better opportunity for him or Orlando. You know, in, in the Cavs' defense, whatever defense we can make for them is that Orlando is a pretty good defensive team. Um, so they probably put the clamps on them. Didn't feel like the need they needed to kind of run him out of the building. Uh, so perhaps there's some better offensive nights for him in the future, but I'm encouraged that he's been on the floor and that he seemed to be involved, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, in the Cavaliers game plan. So uh, on the Orlando side, uh, Vooch, Nikola Vucevic, 21 points, nine boards, three assists, uh, one steal, no blocks, only a turnover, 
50% shooting. He did chip in a three-pointer and was 4-5 or five from the line. Typical Vooch line. Uh, don't really need to think about that. But one guy, I will call out one guy, another Josh Millman wild card for those of you who follow me on Twitter, uh, Jonathan Isaac. Uh, we love Jonathan Isaac here at Hoop Ball. Uh, but this is the kind of line that you know uh, both Dan and I were concerned about when we were debating the merits of Jonathan Isaac. Uh, the line goes three points, eight boards, two assists, but the, the value comes again. He had one steal and two blocks, but he has got to shoot the ball more than three times in a game. Like, I, you know, I, I did not watch enough of this game to see if he was passive uh, or was looking to be involved in offense. But for whatever reason, he is not nearly as involved as he should be. And he's got to get his hands on the ball far more uh, to, and, and shoot to get the ball to the basket more than three times a game. That just can't happen. Absolutely. I, if it were me, I think I would be trying to, I, just because I like those defensive stats so much, with that lower line, and we know that he got off to a pretty slow and kind of a rocky season last year, if somebody rolled the dice on him again, and now they're thinking, oh, it's the same show all over again, it might be a good opportunity to buy low on him. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, you know, he's he's... Yeah, I just hope it's not the same old song and dance like you said, where he comes out slow and then he catches fire and then he disappears again. I I, I want to see this guy's game grow, and and the signs here just simply are not encouraging. Uh, and and perhaps we just didn't need to see a ton of that because again, it was the Cavs that they were playing. It didn't appear like they were really trying to force tempo uh, or or really try to like you know get into so much of an offensive groove. Uh, and, and really the starters on this team, only only Vooch exceeded that 30-minute uh, mark. So they may not have needed to exert that kind of energy uh, that they would need to against uh, some of the better teams out in the East. Um, so I, I, there might be some better times ahead for, uh, for our boy Jonathan Isaac. Uh, one quick name to talk about, though. Uh, this is important. Markel Fultz. Off the bench, 12 points, 6 assists on 6 of 12 shooting. Uh, Did not make a three-pointer, but played 23 minutes. Also added in two steals. Um, Kurt, what what do you make of Markel? Uh, Is is this for real? Is this what is, are we, should we, if if he got left cast aside, should should we be running to the wires here? You know, it's so hard to trust him, and he puts up, so many duds. He's got that wonky shot, but when he's playing behind DJ Augustine, I mean, you could easily see throughout the season him taking over that position battle, and maybe maybe he's finally got it together. If you got an, uh, some room at the end of your bench, I definitely, I think he's worth a grab. Yeah, I, I, I gotta keep it. Look, number one picks are number one picks mostly for a reason, because they're talented guys uh, we 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 give him the business over the shot and you know all the shoulder problems that we had but uh, or, or that he had uh, it, it might have just been too early to give up on the kid he's still young there's still talent there uh, Orlando must have had some sort of plan with him and right now just to again the six of 12 shooting looks incredibly positive he looked like he was attacking the basket um, and 
just I, I, I hope the best for him. And sure, I, I, he's a guy that I'd be more than happy to take a flyer on because it seems like his role is going to be steady as a bit of a caddy to Augustine. And they, if they split time and he sees time in the mid-20s, I don't think that that's the worst thing in the world, especially because there's a ton of upside with him. Uh, and that's a gamble I, I would absolutely take. Who, if you could choose between somebody like, say, Fultz, Darius Garland, or some of those Charlotte guards, who's kind of someone that you're leaning toward if they're all available? Uh, man, um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll be a little contrarian on this. I'm going to say Fultz out of, out of all of those guys because I think the the you know PJ Washington again will be the hot name if we haven't grabbed him already. But I, I really feel like there might be a little bit of Russian roulette with uh, some of those Charlotte guards because I could totally see you know Rozier wasn't really super involved in this one. He just didn't have the hot hand. But when he comes back and starts gobbling up usage, what's going to happen to some of these other guys? We know Miles Bridges has top 50 capabilities in him. So once he gets going, what's going to happen to P.J. Washington and, and, and Devontae Graham? You know, I, I just think that on a night-to-night basis, they might be harder to trust than Markel Fultz, whose role is going to be pretty secure, even though he's coming off the bench. And the upside's there, where if they feel comfortable, they may hand him the keys later on in the season. Yeah, definitely makes sense. One guy on here that stands out to me a little bit that I think a lot of people took as one of their last last slots in the draft was uh, Terrence Ross. He only got 19 minutes, 10 points, two steals, four rebounds, and two threes. Um, so for some people, they might be already ready to jump ship. But for me, I mean, he got paid... He's usually getting minutes in the mid-20s, and he's somebody that could go out there on a given night and hit close to 10 threes like if everything goes his way. So just for the difference maker he is in three-pointers, I would recommend holding on to him. Yeah, just give it another couple of games. This is this was a sloppy one, probably not indicative of what the Magic are capable of. So hold your guy. Yeah, if you drafted anyone in the Magic, let's just hold them and see where, where things go from there. Uh, we're going to go over to Boston and Philly. Uh, big grudge match in this one. Philly wins 107-93. Uh, let's, start, uh, let's start with the Sixers. Uh, ben Simmons, 24, 9-8 uh, uh, on 11, his usual 11-16 of 16 shooting. But, you know, so much for uh, expanding his game. Not a single three-pointer to his name. Uh, and no defensive stats either with four, with four turnovers. Uh Again, the the big five, there weren't really too too many big surprises with the big with the big five on the Sixers. And B didn't really shoot the ball all that well today, uh, but he did chip in three blocks, even though he was only five to fourteen shooting. Uh, Tobias Harris with a nice double double, fifteen and fifteen. Uh, he had a couple three pointers, uh, two steals as well. Uh, Horford doing, you know, typical Al Horford things, not the best shooting night, but not the worst either, but he added a three pointer and a steal. Uh, Josh Richardson also, uh, struggled from the field, uh, but ended up with 17, six and two couple, uh, with a couple blocks and a steal, which was nice. Uh, I, I think ultimately, uh, look, it, it's kind of ride or die with the Sixers starters. Uh, when you look at the bench, 
there really isn't that much to go on. Uh, I mean, uh, Matthias Tybuel is, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, two steals and two blocks. Uh, Are you you going to pick him up for the defensive stats alone, or or is it kind of risky on a night-to-night basis with him? As much as I love defensive stats, I don't think, for me, I don't think I'm quite pouncing on him yet with some of the other free agents that we have popping off. The two steals, the two blocks, and the three are nice. And if anyone in the starting lineup goes down, we could see him definitely be somebody that's getting picked up quite a bit. But, yeah, I'm probably passing for now, but I'm definitely still keeping an eye on him. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's, it might be a little too early to see. But, uh, no, so far, like, he's been praised for his defense, and, and that's shown up on the box score. Um, so that's pretty nice to see. But, again, I'll, I'm not investing a, a pick right there. Um, anything else you want to talk about the Sixers? Again, it's just we. It, I, I'm not at all shocked by what happened with their, their starters. They gobbled up a ton of minutes. Uh, and Bede only played 23 minutes, but uh, I, I wouldn't worry too much there because I know they're going to kind of load manage him in their own way. Um, and, and he didn't really have a great shooting night. But uh, anything else that we want to touch on the Sixers? Just one little tidbit was uh, Josh Richardson coming through with that steal and the two blocks. Uh, if he can keep that up, that's great. I know a lot of us are really hoping for a little bit of a bounce back year for him in that area. So, so far, so good. Beautiful. All right. Uh, let's jump over to the Celtics. Uh, Gordon Hayward with a nice night. 25 points, 5 boards, 2 assists, 8 of 15 shooting, uh, 9 of 11 from the stripe. Uh, no defensive stats, but all, all in all, pretty good game for uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, Jason Tatum had 21 and 10 uh, with 2 steals, 2 assists, and 4 three-pointers. That's a pretty nice line. Uh, the disappointment was Kemba Walker. Four of 18 from the floor uh, for 12 points, two assists, two rebounds. That was not a good debut for Kemba Walker. Um, any any sign of panic in you, Kurt, for Kemba? I wouldn't say panic. He'll, he'll definitely be better than this on most nights. But... A lot of people were debating those guards that you're taking in the second round. Kemba, Drew, uh, Devin Booker, Trey, Doncic. And it was usually hard for me to go with Kemba over most of them. But like I said, he'll he'll be better than this on most nights. Maybe a yeah. buy low opportunity. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of lower on Kemba than, than a lot of people were. Um, and, and, you know, it, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt, obviously. One bad game doesn't make a season. I'm probably just kind of giving you the hot take treatment here because Philly's defense is great, number one. And number two, it's just, again, it's just one game. And, and But I, I was a bit concerned as to how he would mesh early. And I think that there are going to be some growing pains for Kemba Walker uh, with this offense. I think they're, they run, uh, you know, what Brad Steven does is pretty different than what he was accustomed to with Charlotte. And he was really uh, not to say that he's not the guy here in Boston, but they really, really depended on him down in Charlotte. And now he's got other mouths to feed with Tatum and Hayward, um, uh, Jalen Brown as well. And uh, it, it might just take a little bit of getting used to and, and feeling things out before we start seeing the Kemba of old. I agree. All right, we're going to take a quick 
break and let you all know about mybookie.ag. Uh, mybookie.ag, again, this proud sponsor of, of HoopBall. Um, and you can sign up using the code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y. That's the promo code TODAY. Uh, place all of your bets with mybookie.ag. Again, a lot of us over at HoopBall have switched over to them. Bet on, bet on hoops now that the season's starting, and bet on other sports, football, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, and again, they care about you. They're, they're not just there to, you know, just rob you blind. That's not the way these, these guys operate. They, you know, great customer service, uh, and they want to make a difference and hustle for you and make your betting experiences, uh, really positive. So go check them out. Mybookie.ag. And again, sign up using the code T O D A Y and they will match your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. So again, put in a thousand bucks, you get a thousand bucks, but you got to bet that money. You can't just take it all out there. Uh, so again, mybookie.ag, promo code T O D A Y. Go check them out. Kurt, we're moving back now to uh, the Miami Heat and the Memphis Grizzlies. 120 to 101. Uh, on the Heat side, Justice Winslow playing uh, without Jimmy Butler. 27 7 and 7. Uh, with a three-pointer, a steal, and a block on 10 of 21 shooting. What a great night uh, for Justice Winslow. Is this a one-hit wonder for him uh, whenever Jimmy Butler gets back? I think it's definitely a high watermark. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not super confident that he's going to be putting up lines that are going to make you want to hold him all throughout this season. But... He definitely showed up tonight. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I we'll see. I mean, I would assume that that Butler is going to be back on the court fairly soon, much, much sooner rather than later. It's not like he's dealing with uh, a long term injury. Uh, but I, I, I would imagine that they'd, they'd figure out a way to coexist together. I don't think he's going to put up twenty seven and seven on, on uh, uh, every night by any means. But I still think he's a capable player, and he's shown that, and he's really evolved over. over so uh, hang on to it for now. Let's just see how he interacts with Jimmy Butler before like, before making any uh, rash decisions about uh, keeping him or cutting him. Uh, Tyler Harrow started in his place, 14 points, eight boards, uh, six of 14 shooting, and a couple steals in there as well. Nice debut for the, uh, for the rookie. Uh, he got a lot of raves uh, from both Butler and, and uh, the heat brass, so it was a nice night, but I don't expect this to continue, so I don't advise rushing uh, to the wires for him. What do you think, Kurt? Yeah, I, I looked to see if he was out there. He he was picked up in a lot of my leagues, but I don't know. I, I, I'm i kind of leaning P.J. Washington over him if they were both out there. I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'd prefer P.J. over, over Harrow. Uh, Kendrick Nunn. What do you think about him? 24 points on 10 of 18 shooting. Can that continue, or is that just uh, also a Jimmy Butler effect? That's a tough one. I mean, I don't think he'll put up a line like this, but I, he did drop 40 the other night. I don't yeah. think I know enough about him to make a, a good call on him. Yeah, he kind of came out of nowhere uh, and just one of those preseason darlings, and he kind of carried it over into the season. So, um I, I, yeah, I, I just think he's a guy to watch. I don't want to get sucked into too many of these guys 
uh, at least Winslow has some sort of pedigree where we can say, you know, look, he's, we know he's capable of these numbers. So there might be a way that he can coexist, but I can't imagine that Nunn and Harrow are going to get the same level of burn and, and usage and opportunity once Jimmy's back in the lineup. Right. He's going to soak up a lot of that usage for sure. All right. On the Memphis side, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., 17 points, uh, three boards with a steal and two blocks, uh, 5-12 shooting. Not not a uh, not a spectacular night, not the worst either. We, we would hope that there'd be uh, more on the rebounding side from uh, Triple J, but his usual uh, blocking and defensive capabilities shown, but he was 0 of 6 uh, from deep. So not great, not the worst either. Uh, I think there's better times still to come for him. And uh, the the debut of John Morant, uh, 14 uh, points, four boards, four assists, uh, 50% shooting, uh, stealing a block as well. Uh, what can we expect from from uh, the Grizzlies as a whole, Jaw, Are you happy? Are you sad? What? Where do we think we go from here, Kurt? I think they're going to be fun to watch. He's definitely going to get get you a boatload of assists. He's probably going to get you a boatload of turnovers too. Um, but yep. definitely should be worth, I'd say, where, where did he go a lot of times in like the fifth or sixth round? I, th- I think he can beat that price tag. Yeah, I think the problem is, like like you said, the turnovers. Uh, again, he's going to be just fine for eight cat leagues, but six turnovers is just pretty brutal for, for nine cat. He did that in 25 minutes. Uh, and again, not and and it just that line. Uh, while it's fine for ACAD, there's a lot across the board, and he didn't kill you with efficiency. Uh, added in some defensive metrics, but there just really isn't enough across the board to offset those six turnovers. That those are pretty, pretty, pretty massive uh, over there. So that's going to be concerning for anyone in non-cat leagues. Um, any other highlights from Memphis that we want to talk about? Brandon Clark, a uh, nice debut game for him as well. Uh, coming off the bench, 8.7 boards in uh, with a block in 23 minutes. Uh, also a three-pointer. A lot of opportunity for Clark. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas only played 16 minutes in this one. So uh, what, do you, what do you think about the, uh, the Memphis front court and how that's going to shake out? So these guys, I'm sending out buy-low offers like crazy, especially in this first week and these first few games where everyone's in panic mode. With JJJ underperforming, Valanchunas only getting 16 minutes. Even Brandon Clark, I think some people were hoping for some double-double potential going on. And he can definitely do that. But I think with Valanchunas, he got five fouls along with JJJ. And he's still coming back from that foot injury. So I could see people looking at his line and being a little scared. So we all know what he's capable of doing. I would be floating by low offers out there like crazy right now for these three guys. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I, we, yeah, no, obviously we're not giving up on Valanciunas this early. Uh, and and he, they did say that they were going to limit his minutes because of his injury. Uh, but this is, you know, very, very un Jonas Valanciunas line. And, and Miami really pulled away in this game uh, late in the fourth quarter. So they may have just kind of folded it up and said, all right, not our night. Uh, let's just go and get out of here because there were um, 
10 guys on this team that got 16 minutes or more. And really Jonas was the one that played 16. Uh, so I don't know that, that, that creates a bit of a, a wonky scenario where you got 10 guys playing 20 something minutes and that can really mess with your, uh, with your fantasy teams. But I would imagine that that should balance itself out a little bit more where the clear starters are playing some clear minutes. And then there's a, you know, a couple of, of key bench guys like, like Jones and Clark that get the lion's share of the time off the off the pine as well. Yes, sir. All right, we will jump over to uh, Minnesota and Brooklyn. Uh, Minnesota pulled a pulled one out in uh, overtime, one twenty seven, one twenty six. My beloved Nets. Oh my God! Uh, it was it was a tight one and just a uh, tough loss, tough loss for the good guys, uh, but. Hello, Kyrie Irving, 50 points, uh, eight rebounds, seven assists. He was the man on this team and, and really kind of single-handedly almost won the game for them and also kind of single-handedly uh, didn't make the final shot, which was ah, it was a heck of a debut uh, for, for Kyrie Irving. Karis LeVert had a really nice game also. Uh, 20 points, five boards, uh, four assists, uh, not, not terrible shooting, nine of 19. A three-pointer and three steals in there, uh, but also five turnovers, which is kind of ugly. Uh, my favorite line of the night was Torian Prince, 15 points, 11 boards, two assists, six of 13 shooting, two three-pointers, two steals, and a block. I love Torian Prince. I think he fits this team perfectly. Uh, he's He was dirt cheap in drafts. He's been a hoop ball fave for quite some time. I, I am the net the hoop ball resident Nets homer. Go if if Torian Prince is available in your league, then he should not be. Go get him immediately. That's my advice. What do you got for me, Kurt? Yeah, I love it. I I was able to scoop him up with my last round pick in a lot of drafts, and just I was going off that preseason. It looked good. Like you said, he's been a hoop ball guy for a while. We really like him. And there was some debate on whether he could coexist with Kuruks or who would win that battle. Well, Kuruks got out there for seven minutes and did almost nothing with them. So, yeah, Prince actually Kur- led the team in minutes at forty-one. So, I'm I'm pretty stoked about having him. Yeah, that the the Nets bench was not good tonight, um, and uh, Prince struggled in the first half, but he really came on in the second half. He looked great. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I really believe in him and Kuruks is kind of in, uh, uh, the doghouse over there. Uh, Kenny Atkins in the doghouse, just with some off season comments that he made and the, and the legal issues. So, uh, if you were hoping for a breakout from Kuruks, uh, I don't know that this, this was not encouraging, uh, over on the, on the wolf side, Carl Anthony Towns is a damn monster. Uh, 36 points, 14 boards, three assists, three steals, three blocks, seven of 11 from deep. I, I don't even know what to say. He, he's a machine, and he's going to have a great season. If you were fortunate enough to get one of those top five picks and you got Towns, God bless. That's all I have to say. Uh, one uh, Robert Covington missed a lot of last season, 15 points, nine boards, no defensive stats. Uh, but it was nice to see he played 32 minutes, knocked down three three-pointers as well. Those defensive stats will come. I'm not worried about uh, Covington there. Uh, another guy that we kind of have to talk about 
Um, and and I, I was more bullish on him than most. Is Andrew Wiggins, uh, 21 points, 8 boards, no assists, no defensive metrics, and 10 of 27 uh, from the field. Uh, this is going to be, you know, a debate point whether or not uh, Wiggins can, you know, turn the corner. Um, I still think that he can. Yeah, he's popcorn stats with terrible percentages, but I, I think it's a long season, and I, I, I look, they need him, uh, and they need him to develop if they have any semblance of a uh, of a shot of growing as a team. So I, I think the pendulum swung too far on him with, with you know him being radioactive in fantasy. Feel free to disagree with me if you want, Kirk, because I know you <laughs> love those defensive metrics, and he just doesn't bring them. I really do, and, and that's why I might be a, a little bit on the other side of the fence. Um, but don't get me wrong. He's definitely where you got him in most drafts with your last uh, second-to-last pick for the scoring. Definitely worth taking a shot at. Uh, you, you could do worse with your one of your last few picks out there. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I'm still holding out hope for him. He was one of my bold predictions uh, on the year. So uh, we are moving on. We've only got so much time left and a few more games that we want to cover. So let's go to the San Antonio Spurs defeating the New York Knicks, 120-111. to 111. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, very kind of typical-ish LaMarcus Aldridge line. Uh, 22 points, 8 boards, an assist, a couple blocks. A three-pointer, perfect at the line, 8 of 15 from the field. Uh, four turnovers, but essentially nothing much to see. Um, Deontay Murray, 18 points, 8 boards, 6 assists, um, 3 steals as well. Um, I, I think a lot of people were wondering where you know that, that backcourt would, would settle. And Bryn Forbes got a lot of time, 32 minutes. He had 20 points. Um who are we buying in this Spurs backcourt? Forbes, Murray, or, or Derek White, who we all thought would, would kind of emerge, but only played 22 minutes in this one? I think, I, I mean, I'm definitely leaning Murray. Uh, Forbes is traditionally, you know, your, your scoring and your threes kind of guy, so I'm definitely leaning Murray. I, I kind of steered away from this position battle in the drafts this year because I just, like you said, didn't know which way it was going to go. And... The preseason, while preseason, so you got to take it with a grain of salt, White did not get a lot of minutes, and he wasn't doing a whole lot. So then I just steered away even more. Uh, yeah. The fact that Murray could put up this line in only 24 minutes is definitely encouraging. It's so. encouraging. Yeah, I, I look, they were so excited about him last year before blowing out his knee. Uh, it certainly looks like on paper that he was healthier uh, than what he seemed. So, yeah, and, and the fact that he was such an excellent rebounder uh, from the point guard position, that's a that's a huge plus. We'll take the three steals for sure, um, and, and and the uh, the efficient scoring, we like that as well. So yeah, uh, I I am definitely intrigued by by Murray the rest of the season. Uh, on the Knicks side, they played without Mitchell Robinson, uh, so it was Marcus Morris doing uh, all the scoring. Uh, Twenty six points, four boards, uh, with three steals. And uh, Julius Randle also chipped in uh, his usual uh, 25 points and 11 boards uh, on efficient suiting, but he had three steals as well. Um, uh, R.J. Barrett, uh, the rookie, 21 points, five boards, two assists, uh, efficient shooting, nine of 13 from the field, the three-pointer, two steals, and did that in 37 minutes. Um, are we 
we buying that this is what the rotation is going to look like, or is this just a function of there was no Robinson tonight, uh, so we shouldn't get too excited? Man, when when Fisdale's at the helm, there is there is no telling what the rotation. Oh my god, be. anything goes with him. Like this could go to hell within the next <laughs> game for sure. Absolutely, you could you could pick up Morris with that amount of minutes in that line, and then he he might not play at all next game. It, we've seen so many crazy things out of New York last year. I I don't know if I want to touch any of them besides the ones who are probably owned already. Um, R.J. Barrett, if if he's somehow not owned, I think he was picked towards the end of the drafts, and, and for a lot of people. Um, he's worth owning, I think, for the popcorn stats. I don't think his percentages are usually going to be very pretty. Maybe not contribute as much in the defensive end, but he could be a decent guy to fill out your roster. Yeah, I'm with you. I, look, I think that he's going to get the time. They want him on the court. Um, and, uh, you know, at least, you know, the front court may be a mess, but the back court is a little bit clearer. And, and he's going to, he's, he's there starting, uh, I believe they're starting two. They may have him at three here and there. Uh, let let Peyton and, and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. deal with whatever uh, craziness at the point, but um, you know, I, I you know he's uh, he's their future, so they're going to keep him on the floor for as, as much as possible. So, uh, but yeah, uh, until there's some more clarity, this could all change by the by the next next game. So I don't want to take too much from that. And then, of course, Mitchell Robinson, you throw that into the mix, and it's going to change things a ton. Yeah. Um, Going over to Washington and Dallas. Dallas wins one hundred eight to one hundred. Uh, I mean, plain and simple. Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis are great. Uh, I, I, there's your analysis. <laughs> Hoop ball analysis. Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis are great. Um, Doncic with thirty four points, nine boards, three assists. Uh, good shooting. Four of nine from deep. A uh, couple steals, six turnovers, but again, that kind of comes with the territory when you're putting up those kinds of stats with Doncic. Uh, Porzingis, 23 points, four boards, two assists, a steal and a block, also four turnovers. Not a bad comeback night for Porzingis. Uh, I think there's still upside there, uh, 29 minutes for him, uh, and that seems to be where they're probably going to keep him uh, just to keep him f- fresh for as long as possible. What do you think about DeLon Wright? He's been one of our hoop ball guys, and he put up some pretty nice lines to end the season last year. But he's been really quiet in the preseason and didn't change that a whole lot tonight either with five points. No, yeah, in only 21 minutes. it's. Um, I am a little worried, uh, but at the same time, I think we know what he's capable of. Uh, I, I just think Carlisle's also one of those guys where – you know, he guys can get into his doghouse pretty easily, and then he starts giving, you know, Finney Smith some minutes or Justin Jackson some minutes, and uh, I, I, I would hope that there's better times ahead for for Wright, but let's give him a, a another few games before we start to hit the panic button. Oh, absolutely. Do you like anybody on Dallas's bench? I'm looking at it, and I don't think there's anybody on here that I would consider owning in no. most standard leagues. No, I like Seth Curry, but only in really deeper formats because he is an excellent three-point shooter. But uh, in 19 minutes, you know, he's got to get hot quickly in order for that to matter. But there's really no one else that I'm, I'm intrigued by. And Tim Hardaway Jr., just 
he just he uh, I, I didn't get to see any of this game, but if if the paper's any indication, then he he's pretty much done. I would imagine. Yeah, I think so too. Um, on the wizard side, Brad Beal, nineteen points, six boards, nine assists, three steals. Uh, he's trying to do too much clearly because seven of twenty-five is not what you want to see, and one of eleven from deep. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more efficient days ahead. Uh, but yeah, this is this is the, you know a little bit of the risk with Brad Beal super early is that he, he'll try to carry teams and then it just the ball won't go down for him and this is kind of the end result. But you can see the makings of someone who when he's on, he's going to put up some really really massive lines. Uh, Thomas Bryant, fourteen and eleven, three assists, uh, no defensive metrics, uh, and Rui Hashimura. 14 a double double in his debut uh 14 points 10 boards also no uh cash counters either but hey you know we'll take a double double in, in uh debut uh anything else you want to take away from uh the wizards who are going to be a unique dumpster fire for this season <laughs> they definitely will um moritz bogner i was kind of eyeing him in the preseason a little bit putting up some decent lines um, he was okay tonight, 13 points, three threes, two rebounds, but only 17 minutes. I'm not really interested in him right he, now. He fouled out in 16 minutes for the love. <laughs> and five turnovers. That is not pretty. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah, the, 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 there's ability, but, man, you can't have five turnovers and six fouls in 16 minutes. That's just insane. That's that's not good. That's not that's not going to earn you more time, no matter who you're playing for. Yeah, that's going to have to be a hard pass for me right now. Yeah, it, look, I'm with you though. Keep an eye on him. Maybe there's better times ahead because he. I thought he was a pretty uh, pretty good dark horse pick for deeper leagues, but uh, no, that that's a that's a rough first night out for him. Um, OKC and Utah. Um, Utah wins 100 to 95. Uh, tight, tight one throughout the, throughout this game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 32 points, uh, 12 boards, and a uh, couple of uh, three assists. Uh, really efficient, great shooting night for Donovan Mitchell. 14 of 22, a three pointer, a steal there. Um, well, I mean that's pretty much a statement game for him. Uh, you know. Uh, a lot of questions about, you know, what would happen with Mike Conley coming in. Uh, you know, can he make that uh, leap to be the superstar that a lot of people think he is? And, man, that, that, answer that one pretty emphatically. Um, some, let's go through some other names real quick. Rudy Gobert, 7 points, 14 boards, uh, only a block, 4 turnovers. Not the best of nights for him, but uh, I'm not worried about him. Uh, Mike Conley, oh, my God, woof. One of six, one of sixteen. Uh, that is not the Jazz debut he was looking for. Five points, five assists. Uh, just throw this one away and move on. That's just the you know better nights ahead for Mike Conley. Try not to try not to let this one leave too bad of a taste in your mouth. And uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, sixteen points on six of fourteen shooting. Uh, anything you want to take away from the the Jazz team that I haven't hit on, Kurt? Not a whole lot. Um, Joe Ingles had seven points, four rebounds, an assist, a three-pointer. Um, not the prettiest line, but he did play 33 minutes. So better days ahead for him as well. 
Yeah, I think so, too. On the OKC side, Shaw Gilgis, Alexander, 26 points. Uh, but not much else. Uh, ten, only 10 to 23 shooting, two boards, one assist, one steal. Uh, yeah, lots of points and not much else. But they, very clearly they're giving him a green light, uh, which is nice to see. And I'm sure some of the other counting stats will come along uh, with time. Chris Paul, uh, 30 minutes, 22 points, eight boards, only three assists. Uh, but a pretty decent night all around, 4-7 from deep, uh, perfect at the stripe. Um, I don't know, do you like Chris Paul this year, or are you as freaked out about him as you are Kevin Love? <laughs> well, for where you could get him in most drafts, I, I think he definitely was a good value. Um, there are definitely some risks involved with the injuries and possible trade, but it's really hard to pass on him for me at, at the range that you were able to grab him this year. Yeah, I mean, I would take a line like this. I mean, you you drafted him for assists, and three assists isn't really going to cut it. But at the same time, twenty-two, eight, and three, with uh, you know a pretty good shooting night with his threes and a steal, uh, that's a pretty solid night for him. And if he can just deliver that in thirty minutes, I'm totally cool with it. Uh, no no real issues there. Um, let's see, Stephen Adams only one of eight tonight. In uh, 27 minutes, uh, we'll move on from there. 21.7 boards for uh, Danilo Gallinari. Uh, Moving on, as we try to close this out, uh, Sacramento and Phoenix. Uh, This one is over. Uh, 124 to 95. Suns um, took it to the Kings. Um, You know, not expecting this final score. Um, but, yeah, they, they just uh, completely went on a run in the second half. Devin Booker, 22 points, 10 assists. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr., 21 points, 9 boards, uh, a steal, and a, a couple blocks as well. Uh, DeAndre, eight and 11, uh, excuse me, 18 and 11, 4 blocks and a steal. That's a heck of a night for him. Uh, Ricky Rubio, 11 points, uh, 11 assists, uh, 4 of 12. But, again, that's, that's kind of Ricky Rubio and, and 4 steals as well. Uh, Kurt, that, I mean, that feels about right for all of the Suns players and pretty much what we thought that, that they would going to be going into the I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised at this outcome. Um, anything you want to add on, on just for, for fantasy sake here? Yeah. Like you said, I think this is, there's not a lot that's too surprising here. Um, you'd hope for maybe a little better line from Mikhail Bridges um, yeah. Devin Booker getting 10 assists is nice. I I wasn't I thought his assists would go down this year with Rubio. Right, with Rubio, correct. So that's that's a nice little surprise, a little less scoring, a little more assists. Not too bad there. I don't really see a whole lot on the bench that I'm that's really catching my eye to you. Yeah, no, and and Sarge with the kind of a very light line uh, over there. There's really nothing else that's really you know, they're they're going to be starter heavy. I think like you said Bridges will have uh, better days ahead for him, but uh, it's going to be Booker, Ubre, Aiton, Rubio, and Bridges will have some some nights here and there. But th- that's really where your fantasy uh, sources are going to be. Uh, on the King side, Buddy Heald uh, led the way with uh, 28 points, uh, five boards, two assists, uh, really solid shooting night, six uh, three pointers, no defensive stats, and five turnovers. Though I don't know what the heck happened with with the Kings. 
Uh, De'Aaron Fox with an absolutely miserable night. Only eight points and five assists on three of seven shooting with five turnovers. Um, Bagley with a double-double, 14 points, 10 boards, a steal, and a block. Uh, not the worst thing in the world, uh, but this team, that's not the start that, that these guys, I'm sure, were hoping for. Uh, certainly looks like the minutes are going to be all over the place, and I don't know if that was a function of the game getting out of hand or if this team doesn't quite know what its identity is quite yet. Yeah, I, I can't glean a whole a whole lot from this one. There's nothing. It's a little bit all over the place. Like you said, Fox will be better. Bagley will probably be a little better. Uh, do you think Deadman will get more minutes than this? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I would think so, but uh, I, I, I know that you know our, our, our pal Aaron Bruski is, is, is high on Rashawn Holmes. And, uh, I, you know, Deadman, Deadman's a guy to me that, that also there's some injury risk there. Doesn't really make it through full seasons, and I think that that you know, with the depth that they have, you know, Harry Giles was out of this one. Uh, they have Holmes, and they, I know that there was talk of playing Bagley at the five. Also, I just don't see a whole lot of room for minutes, you know, beyond the upper twenties for Deadman. Yeah, definitely makes sense. And to close this out, the Denver Nuggets win one hundred eight to one hundred. Uh, this one just uh, under wraps. Uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, 20 points, 13 boards, uh, two assists, uh, nothing on the uh, defensive side, which is, you know, that's typical Nikola, uh, but three three-pointers. Uh, usually you get more assists out of, out of Jokic, but not a terrible start to the season for him. Uh, Will Barton, 19 points in 31 minutes. Uh, solid night for him, Jamal Murray. Uh, 14 points, six assists. Uh, I guess uh, Gary Harris with a bit of a dud, only three of 11 shooting. Uh, did chip in a couple steals, but only eight points and three boards and zero assists there. Uh, the depth on the Nuggets was always going to be the you know was was a big story going into the year, and it really kind of depressed the values of uh, a lot of the Nuggets players, but. Instead, what we see is that Jokic only played 23 minutes, uh, which the fact that he delivered that line only 23 minutes is pretty solid. But Barton, 31 minutes. Murray, 33 minutes. Millsap, 31 minutes. Uh, Gary Harris, 35 minutes. Does that change the trajectory of things in your mind? For Gary Harris, I'm definitely holding on. I'm I'm hoping um, that this could be kind of a bounce-back year for him. So. The 35 minutes are definitely encouraging. I know, was it uh, two years ago, I think he was about a top 40 player, and he wasn't yeah. even getting over 30 minutes a game then. So if, if he's going get, to be getting around 30 or, or more minutes, definitely is encouraged, encouraging for him, even with this lackluster line. Yeah, I, I, let's let's hope that this was just a bad shooting night for him. It, was, it looked like he was in a bunch of foul trouble also. The turnovers were bad. Uh, let's just let's let's be patient here. Uh, like you said, we know what the upside is, uh, but even if he doesn't have the kind of percentages that that buoyed him to that like kind of top forty area, there's no reason why he like, especially if he's playing minutes in the thirties, why he can't put up like somewhere near top seventy five range uh, of numbers, uh, because we, we know again we know what he's capable of, and if the time's there, then why not? 
Uh, on the Trailblazers' side, Dame Lillard, 32 points, 8 assists, 4 boards, a steal, and 3 turnovers. Eh, it's a typical Dame line, you know. Uh, pretty solid night out, 3 three-pointers, 10 of 21 shooting. I mean, that's to be expected. It's Dame. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, 16 points, 19 boards, a couple blocks, uh, four turnovers, and perfect from the stripe. Uh, so that's got to be encouraging for anyone who took a flyer on and was hoping and hoping for the best. 16 points on seven shots and perfect from the line. That's really, really encouraging for you uh, Hassan Whiteside fans out there. Um, and uh, C.J. McCollum, lousy shooting night there, 5 of 18. Um, and, and really that that's all I'm seeing, uh, 30 minutes for Zach Collins, but he didn't really do much with them. Uh, anything else to kind of wrap her up here, Kurt, how do how do you want to take, uh, on the trailblazers? Um, Zach Collins, I really liked how he looked in preseason. I think he can be a decent source of threes and blocks. So I'm hoping for more from him in the future. Uh, Whiteside, that was definitely a nice line for only 26 minutes and the 19 boards, 16 points, four from four for four from the line. So that's super encouraging. I, I picked him up in a lot of drafts where I I went super guard heavy in the beginning and then needed somebody who could get me double digit rebounds and some blocks. So happy about that. Uh, on the bench, I know uh, one of our hoop ball guys, Kent Bazemore, got out there for 25 minutes. He did get five steals but not a whole much more outside of that. Five steals is impressive, though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's pretty nice. But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, hang on to him. If, if you if you invested in him, you know, that's part of what he can do. The 3, three and D guy, it was mostly D tonight. Uh, no no threes. He was only 1 of 7 and 0 of 3 from deep. But, um, yeah, better times ahead for him. And, yeah, he can, he can do that in minutes in the mid-20s. So, uh, Kurt. Let's put a bow on this one, man. That was a lot of games. We get the Wednesday night, so it's just going to be like this, man. Just rapid fire. How'd we do? I think we did pretty good hitting our first big Wednesday. <laughs> I think so, too. Oh, man. It's crazy late on the East Coast. Uh, Hoopballers, uh, I'm Josh Millman. You can find me on Twitter, at Josh Millman. Uh, uh, Kurt, where can they find you on Twitter? So they can find me at Captain Canegas. Um, it's C-A-P-T-C-A-I-N-E-G-H-I-S or also on the Hoopball forums. I'm captain on there as well. Awesome, dude. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Like, Dan and I have, like, these boring Twitter names and you call them Captain Canagas. Okay, that was completely out of left field. I love it. Uh, thanks for joining us on the uh, Box Score Breakdown for Wednesday night. This was, again, a Hoopball uh, presentation. Again, check out hoop-ball.com. It's uh, you still have time for full season membership, uh, game time premium. Uh, sales are going on now. Get access to uh, live video Q and A shows. Uh, all your all your favorite analysts will answer questions for you, uh, and that's what we're here for, man. To to try to help everyone win their leagues and game time uh, premium is where you get access to all of us to try to help you win your leagues. So, hoopballers, hope you enjoyed. We'll see you again next week. Take care, everyone. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.